the Supreme Court actually had a decision ruling that binds electors to their state's popular vote. So there's a lot of speculation like about will electors actually follow what the states really designate or not. And there'll be plenty of talk about that. But at the end of the day, you know, that that was a binding decision by the Supreme Court. Something makes <laughs> me feel warm to know that you're one of the main guys responsible for the direction of the free world. It's no secret that the coronavirus is affecting all of us as individuals. But the effect it's having on business, especially small business, is unprecedented. We need a game plan, and fast. If we're going to survive this, we need resources and we need each other. We can't do it alone. I'm Jesse Torres, and this is Hack My Business. With my background in economic and workforce development, disaster preparedness, and general business strategy, I know I can help you navigate this scary time in your business and beyond. It's all about resiliency. I'll have the most current solutions and best practices available so we can ensure your business not only survives this crisis, but thrives once we start moving forward again. Co-hosting with me will be my colleague, Sid Varakura, principal of 10-Page Memo. We'll have invited experts to help us navigate through the current noisy landscape of resources and programs that are being made available today and who will be able to prepare us for tomorrow. Let's do this together. I'm Jesse Torres, and this is Hack My Business. You're listening to Hack My Business in partnership with Avant House Media. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to like and leave us a review of your thoughts on the show. Hi, everybody. This is Jesse Torres, host of Hack My Business here with my co-host colleague, Sid Varakura. We're doing a special bonus pickup episode now that we're a few days after the election just to share some of the key results, some of the current activities that are going on, give you a quick update. So maybe we start off, Sid, with just the the big general announcement that Biden has been elected as our next president, currently at 290 electoral votes with more to come in, right? Big, big win for him, big uh, turnaround. I think what's still left outstanding is Arizona and Georgia, which is going to recount. So yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty, I don't know if a surprising outcome, but definitely a lot of pins and needles, man. A lot of people wondering what was going to happen. Yeah, but but then it was so funny that the quick um, succession of dominoes, right? CNN was the first to, to give Pennsylvania to him. And then everybody just quickly followed suit from the other two networks to AP and then eventually Fox News also saying it. So it was really funny how we were waiting for four days, just kind of wringing our hands. And then within 20 minutes, it was like everybody just kind of like said, done, 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 done. It was pretty remarkable, wasn't it? It was really remarkable. I mean, it felt like four four long days stretching to one exceedingly long day with this really kind of, I think it kind of caught everybody off guard when they finally made the announcement because it was mid-morning Saturday. I think everyone by that point had been just, it's just over it. So when well, it finally did that, come. Yeah, figured we'd be waiting another till like Monday, right? I mean, it would just be another, right. would, the weekend wouldn't actually bring about much kind of change. Right, exactly. So so that's where we're at. But still, a lot of, I guess, controversy still swirling. Folks, really not a whole lot of Republicans accepting the transition to come. In fact, as of today, November 9th, there's still a lot of conversation, detail to be worked out. General Services Administration Chief not pulling the trigger as far as transition, which is a key thing that needs to happen in order for the Biden team to actually start doing some of that. Ascertainment. Ascertainment. So that they can release cash. 
for the, <laughs> the team to actually start vetting people and doing kind of background checks and kind of all the logistics that come with having to prepare a federal government with 10 weeks to go. <laughs> Absolutely. That notwithstanding, the Biden team has moved forward. He announced his COVID-19 task force today. And at the on the heels of that, there's also a big announcement today out of Pfizer, which announced some really promising results for a new vaccine. 90% effectiveness is what they're saying. Now, it's my understanding that Pfizer wasn't part of that, that warp speed group, which, uh, which is interesting. That was a group that was essentially organized under Trump administration to help accelerate these kind of developments. But it looks like a really positive sign. We'll have to wait and see exactly how long it'll take for them to actually generate enough vaccine, what that's going to look like logistically. But from my view, it looks like all signs point to potential spring, spring, I guess, kind of delivery of vaccine, which is, I mean, considering two days ago, I, I thought this thing was going to go on to the end of next year. Well, I mean, I mean, first of all, I didn't realize that Pfizer was not part of Operation Warp Speed pretty remarkable that they did this outside of that. And yeah, to your point, though, two booster shots provide cover for a year. I mean, look, if we can get to a place that by 2022, it's just as normal as getting your flu shot. I mean, what an enormous story that would be for the world. I mean, just the the ability for this for for Pfizer to, to develop this in such quick turnaround time. Sure, sure. So I, I think there's still a lot of questions as far as how this is all going to play out, vaccine being one thing, but now the the election. Now, I know that you used to be an elector, one of the folks that got to cast a vote as far as the uh, electoral college. So what can you tell our, our listeners, our viewers, as far as what can we expect next when it comes to the election? Well, um, so for starters, the electoral college will meet on December 14th. It's funny, like the Constitution does, doesn't have uh, a whole lot of information about it or administration to administration, whether it's the same administration or transition, except for a few dates. It's the first Tuesday in November is the election. The second Wednesday in December is the electors college meet. And then it's the whatever date the, um, the inauguration happens. That's like really the only three things that it says. And everything else has to just happen in between those dates. So each state is going to still have to certify their election results. That's the next step. And then the electors will meet in the state capitals on December 14th. And the Supreme Court actually, I don't know if you saw this, Jesse, but the Supreme Court actually had a decision ruling that binds electors to their state's popular vote. So there's a lot of speculation like about will electors actually follow what the states really designate or not. And there'll be plenty of talk about that. But at the end of the day, you know, that that was a binding decision by the Supreme Court. So I, I really don't see much kind of like nefarious things happening behind the scenes that wouldn't be just shut down by a court. It's a uh, it's an interesting process, too, though. Like, I'll tell you, I was a I was an Obama elector in 2008. And really, it was just uh, it was really it was very powerful and meaningful. And you go to the state capitol. And I, I remember I just literally got a piece of paper and on the paper, it said, vote for president. And it had Barack Obama and it had John McCain. And I had a pen. And you fill in the, you fill in the hole for the square <laughs> for Barack Obama. And then they sent out another piece of paper for vice president. So, like, you know, you don't vote for the two together. 
you actually vote for them separately. That's so interesting. And it realizes that simple of a process when it comes to that. It was so, so it was so, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's such a, it's such a non-transparent process and yeah. electors are typically don't speak publicly about it or, or kind of shy away from it. I don't understand why, but they're, they're selected by a member of Congress for being a donor, being a volunteer, being a supporter. My my uh, member of Congress actually selected me because I had been helpful on her campaign. So there's a whole lot of ways to become one. And then it is really as simple as you just fill out a piece of paper. Something <laughs> makes me feel warm to know that you're, that you're one of the main guys responsible for the direction of the free world. What's funny too, I still have, every time there was a, a lawsuit claiming that President Obama was not born in the United States of America, they named every elector. So <laughs> I would get reams of paper, like lawsuits, like four inches thick in wow. the mail randomly for like when a new lawsuit was brought forward. And so I, I still have a few of those because I thought they were like, they were fun random reading and a glass of wine on a Friday <laughs> night because I was just like, oh my gosh, this is kind of crazy that my Only name was you. even on it. Only you would keep these lawsuits, you know, as a reading material. As you know. reading material. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, 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 Jesse, what do you yeah. think about what COVID-19 vaccine means for for businesses, right? I mean, what's your what's your sense? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on how fast they can deploy, right? Um, I always start with what I hope to see. What you hope to see is really the Defense Department deciding this is now a national priority and that they're going to use all vehicles available to them to quickly issue out the vaccine. Now, the question becomes, what are we going to do as far as encouraging folks to actually get the vaccine itself? Are we talking forced vaccination? Is this going to be an opt-in opportunity? What kind of campaign do you facilitate in order to really foster, foster people just getting getting the vaccine and getting back to work. So if we start thinking about it, really, like I say, it takes a few months at the beginning of the year to really get things set up. You're looking at, a, you know, what, mid-spring, right? Mid-spring kind of operation, some kind of national public campaign encouraging people to get the vaccine. So there'll be a, some time there. So maybe you're looking at a summer, a summer recovery, maybe early fall. All of that to say is that it's going to take time. So if I was a business owner, what I would be doing is really thinking about what do I need to survive the next nine months? What does that look like for me? What do I need to do to get my house in order? What kind of financial situation am I going to be in nine months from now? I mean, I, I did the same thing myself as a as a sole, sole entrepreneur. I did that own fiscal analysis. I'm doing it right now, getting my books in order, thinking about 2021. But I think it'd be helpful to do that kind of scenario analysis. Okay, what does it look like if you are able to return in some kind of operating fashion come come say September next year? What could that look like? What would it mean to your to your finances? Yeah, that's great advice, Jesse. And I think it's hoping that while we're all excited about the vaccine and what that could mean for us to really rejoin our communities, it certainly is going to be helpful. You mentioned that President-elect Biden has already announced his COVID-19 committee. So even in these months that we were waiting for a, a real viable vaccine, just doing and having like a national strategy that really kind of puts in play our 
kind of protocols and even just tracking, testers, testing, tracers, I really hope just helps people feel more comfortable and confident in going back out and going to that local restaurant or the bar. Maybe what's going to happen is we'll see less times of going into purple where people are actually have to close down businesses because we're doing a better job. And so to get to your point about how do we maintain for the next nine months, maybe, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that the baseline actually will be better because of it. Well, we're, we're approaching an incredible rate of cases. We could reach something as high as 200,000. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very dark winter when it comes to that before you start to see some kind of positivity with a release of a vaccine by spring. So I think people should anticipate that, actually anticipating some heightened ordinances, maybe some potential closures or shelter-in-place kind of orders. So I would just anticipate that. I would anticipate just a, a very painful winter and then things starting to improve come spring. But as we always like to say, what you don't want to do is put your head in the sand, right? You just want to embrace the reality, plan for it figure out exactly what kind of resources you're going to need to pull together in order to move forward. Don't be afraid of the reality. Plan for it. Plan out your strategy. And I know it's difficult. Sid and I, we're both business owners. We do the same thing. We do the same thing. We try to figure it out. We spend time thinking about what this is all mean for us, for our families. That's what we're here to do is help others kind of navigate through it, provide some good information to help them make key decisions. That's fantastic, Jesse. So here we go. I think that the election, the vaccine, these are just going to be a constant throughout our kind of conversations because they're just really going to be the context by which all of us are trying to do business. If you are a California business owner seeking out resources and support, please visit our website, COVID19BizTools.com, which provides a comprehensive listing of grants, programs, and services for COVID-19 impacted businesses. You can also visit COVID19BizTools.com to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover. Just reach out to us on the contact page on the website. Have a great day, and we'll catch you next time on Hack My Business.